Hello, and welcome to episode 100 of Book Wars Pod. I don't don't know what y'all are fucking doing here, you dumb shits, but uh, welcome. Yeah, I hate this for all of you, just so you know. I know, like, you hate to see it. You really do hate to see it. We are somehow still doing this, which really we shouldn't be. Um, I'm Kristen. I'm here in person with Miranda, remotely with Kate and Chris. How are you guys doing? It's Virgo season, so our episode schedule has been fucked up because everything's been on fire. Yeah, so um, I think... Did we mention the dog last episode? Do we have the dog last episode? No, we did not. We got the dog last weekend, and we have not recorded since then. Some dog activities last Inaugural episode of Orca Cedor. Yay! Our own little Chatrafon. Yay! Orca Poo is named after Orca from Star Wars Resistance, who is the gay Chagrafon who runs the scrap shop with his yeah. tall <laughs> with his tall bird husband. Yeah. Does this mean that Burbin and Kristen finally have to fucking watch Resistance? Yes. Yes. It sounds like it. <laughs> we need to, we needed to anyway. It's um, just yes. think if you two alone had watched Resistance during season one, there could be a season three coming. Oh Can my, you go oh fuck yourself? God. I did not <laughs> come out to be attacked like this. Jeez. I have never watched anything while it was airing. TM. That's, that's True. correct. <laughs> um, I don't think um, you even finished Rebels, to be fair. so Did I finish Rebels? I don't I think did. you did. I, I did. I may not have. I didn't even get close. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just want to watch <laughs> The Clone Wars again. We're just one we're problematic all of us not you guys just me and miranda um uh yesterday jasper peed on me a little bit and bit me in the face four times so cool having a puppy is great he bit bit you in the face four times Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh it was only three before i left the the house near the face i know one was one was after you left the house miranda everybody's like what is he doing near your face and i'm like He's too short to do the stairs that take him outside. It's only two <laughs> stairs, so we have to carry him down those stairs. And during that time, he bites us in the face. Also, we're afraid to put him on the stairs that go up and down from the first floor to the second floor because they're wood. I mean, they're like hardwood floor, so they're oh. very slippery. So we yep. also carry them, carry him up and down those. Um, oh it's God. like less in the face and more just like in the upper neck, lower chin area, but... <laughs> The sentiment stands. He's being a real fucking asshole. He's being better today. But puppies, remember how I wanted this? <laughs> Keep reminding me. Um, <laughs> he's very cute. He's so very cute. Really cute. He's so You soft. would never know there's anything wrong looking at his Instagram. Oh, my God. I know. His Instagram is very cute. Quinn, does a, Quinn takes all the photos. So he's a very I, good photo person. I do all the dumbass stories. If you want to see pictures of my dog or videos of my dog licking uh, white claw cans that <laughs> you can find that at uh, good underscore boy underscore Jasper um, at Instagram.com at Instagram.com. <laughs> oh my God. No, oh my I think God. it's just on the app. I don't know that they even do they have a web. It doesn't matter. You okay. can, like, I don't know. I don't think Instagram, Instagram email com. exists yet. 
Oh, God. <laughs> um, you pay. You pay with it with your Apple Card. You know, oh my fuck my life! It's fuck linked to your me. Facebook email. It's sure. Um, I'm, no, I'm getting a Facebook dating profile. You should. I great should idea. not do that. I don't know what this. I'm afraid. Okay, great. <laughs> that sounds um, horrible. Me and Miranda just cracked our beers. So Miranda, what are you drinking? It's the same thing I'm drinking. Can you tell the people? I am drinking Ready Player One by Level Beer. We've had this on the podcast before. It's the saison brewed here in Portland. She's letting me have one. It's very tasty. It's Yummy. real good. I'm oh, I am drinking out of one of my favorite koozies though. It's from the Nature Conservancy and it has two beers on it and it says Healthy Forest, Clean Water, Great Beer, which is true. Aww. Yeah. Um, what are you guys drinking? Uh, I'm drinking scotch. I bought a new bottle of scotch a couple Ooh, weeks scotch, ago, scotch, which I've not scotch. had a chance to debut on the pod yet. Scotchy scotch scotch. <laughs> uh, it is uh, Johnny Walker Gold Label Reserve. It was Ooh. very on sale, which Ooh. was great. I got it for like $30 off. Uh, so it was Fuck like, yeah. I think it was like $60 instead of 90 It was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, Johnny Walker Gold is great. Yeah, I've never had it, and I've traditionally not been a huge fan of Johnny Walker. I've had, I mean, obviously red is not good, but like I've had Johnny Walker black and not been impressed. But this is really nice. It's like, like kind of like predominantly honey notes, mm. but like not overly sweet and cloying, which I hate. Um, and it's got like a good amount of peat to it, which I love in a scotch. So I'm pleasantly surprised. Would you say that it has a good amount of heat to it? <laughs> no. I can escort myself out. <laughs> Just she won't. I will. I will now exit the pod. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm quitting the pod. Consider this my resignation. <laughs> Selfie. Thank you. Well, you made it to the hundredth episode, Miranda. That was the goal. Proud of you. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's true. Mom, uh, what are what are you drinking other than the blood of your children? A lot. Oh, my God. Yeah. I I I poured myself a crisp pour. In case you've never seen Chris pour a drink, he's very bad at eyeballing no, no, no. correct servings of shit. Uh, no, no, okay, to be fair, this is specifically for wine that I'm terrible at. I'm terrible at judging how much wine in a glass. Kate poured herself a Chris pour worth of gin. Like, Whoa. I would pour sure. this much wine worth of gin. That's it, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost a double, probably. We're not going to talk about That's, it. That seems fine. Double I'm seems fine. conservative. It's Chris, fine. suck my dick. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> this is all great. Um, <laughs> um, this is all great content. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, it's, uh... Sh- should we move on to friendly banter? <laughs> oh my God. Unfriendly banter. It's fucking it's jackalope. It's, Ooh. It's Sorry, jack- I meant to ask that. God. You were getting Jesus. Mad. Ooh, I grabbed the California glass back. I'm going to throw this out the window now. That's uh, rude. This, it's it's the highball glass we have that's got the map of Oakland on it instead of the map of New York. So now it's this is no rude. good. They, they were Christmas presents. Anyway, it's jackalope gin, which is from around here somewhere. Yeah, I think it's Colorado. I don't fucking remember where it's from. It's it's a it's a it's a perfectly good, uh, you know, basic gin. If you're into that, it's kind of it's basically a more local version of something like. I blue coat, I would say I would compare it to that. Nature's uh, butthole gin is what I'm hearing. <laughs> okay. You think all gin, though, tastes like nature's butthole, to be it fair. It does, because <laughs> it has juniper in it, which is oh what nature's God. butthole tastes like. That's fantastic. Eatingnaturesass.com. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, I deserve I deserve this because I had a migraine for two and a half days because it could, Colorado couldn't decide 
if it felt like raining for once in its goddamn life or not. Um, and then while I was having a migraine for two days, the dog we got last Saturday did not understand that I was ill and so kept trying to jump on the bed. <laughs> I was like trying to like have a blanket over my head. Worka um, loves you. He just wants to be he your does. friend. I know he does. He does. He son. really wants to be allowed on the bed, which he will eventually. After he gets his fur little balls chopped off. Yeah, exactly. They didn't do that for us. Um, yeah, it's going to happen. How old is he? He's, he's five, or, five six. or six. Yeah, he's getting those. Go yeah, bye people, bye. Spay and neuter your pets. Like, what the hell? All I know. of them all the time. Like, he was. He also, microchip them. Home, clearly, like, I mean, like, not that loving because they gave him up. But, like, <laughs> oh he, like, is affectionate. He's very clearly not a dog that's, like, been on the street for his whole life. There's no reason he should be five years old and not neutered. I don't know what kind of toxic masculinity ass bullshit is making you not chop your dog's balls off, but please chop your dog's balls off. No, you need a dog with a big dick. Unless you're do you not know how this a dog works? breeder, I do not there is know how no this works. legitimate reason. <laughs> they're, they're, the dick is just totally the, do intact. Do no. they just, Wait, do they still have they, a penis yes. left when you chop their balls yes. off? How do you think they pee, Miranda? <laughs> I don't know. Out of their butt. butt <laughs> to be fair, Miranda's like never seen a penis, so that's that not, is not true. true. Thank okay, you. whatever. <laughs> I'm so glad this is on our honor. Welcome to episode 100, where we're worse than we've ever been. Maybe um, that's that's a high bar. I, well, okay. now we've got the DJ air horn. So <laughs> hey, hey, so dog. dog is being bad. My dog is asleep. We just went and hung out with Ryder. So, oh, he's... Yeah, it's so good. like Ryder still has a dog penis? Yes, he still has a dog penis. Oh, I thought we were just like always joking about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He no, he has no balls. That's what they get rid of. I don't know anything about dog ownership. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda, Great. like when a dog gets spayed, in your mind, does like does that dog just get its vagina just like scooped out? Like what are you envisioning here? <laughs> I, d- I imagine it like a hysterectomy. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's so not that. Oh, great. Um, good talk. I know. Well, Jesus Christ. To be yeah, fair, I don't be think I don't think we've ever Qu- I, Okay, yes. <laughs> I don't think Quinn knows either because he just thought it was like when men get snipped, and I was like, no, it's also not that. Oh my it continues god. to not. What is wrong with everyone? I've never Has owned anyone a dog in this house ever, ever seen a neutered dog. <laughs> no one in this house has ever studied dog anatomy or reproductive health. It's fine. This is what's oh wrong with America. No, it's goodness. Um, I mean, a little uh, bit. A little bit. Um, I like put together this outline quote quote in that I copied and pasted things, but I just looked up and I saw Qui Gon thoughts, and I was like, <laughs> "I did that on purpose." Obviously. That's pretty good. Well, yeah, I'm just like laughing. Anyway, um, I I I'll have y'all know that at least one person in my theory class knows that this podcast exists. So, oh, um, rip. <laughs> Luke, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. All right, let's talk about Star no, she's not. Hi, Luke. Luke. Luke, you're a child. Don't listen to this. He's um, really not. He's like 30 odd years old, but you know. Whatever. Oh, okay. In, her, well, in then... one of her actual classes, not yeah. the class she teaches. Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Different yeah. thing. My actual, actual sass monster children do not know about this podcast. Oh, I was so going to say, go like, ahead. your colleagues, then. Yes. Whatever. The or my fellow sure. people. Sure. Smarty boys. My coworkers still listen to this. 
I hope my mom never figured out how to get her priest thing to listen to this. <laughs> her priest thing? I don't know. What are they in Methodism? Reverend? Yeah. What the fuck do you think any of us would know this if you don't? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, the Episcopal Church. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, okay. It, this is episode 100, so before we start, I just want to thank Chris for making us do this podcast, and I hate you also, so thank you. Eat my um, ass, Chris. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Fuck you. Um, he, Aww, if you, you guys, guys. Don't, if you guys don't know the backstory, Trump got elected, and then me and Kate wanted to throw ourselves down a well, and Chris also, but he just had a little bit of more oomph than we did and was like why don't we throw ourselves yeah, down a well by good. podcasting and then we did it a little bit after that so that's so we did. why we're here and oh, that's wait. why i've named this episode 100 asses <laughs> fuck yes um and thanks to kate she does a lot of the really heavy lifting on social and dealing with the fuck idiots on the internet which is probably the worst part of this um <laughs> and i just wanted to say thank you to them and That's i can't fine. believe we're at episode 100 i mean why I'm, is anyone listening to this and why I'm, do we still do this i mean thanks for joining the circus especially miranda who knew very well what kind of bullshit she was getting into and said yes anyway <laughs> yeah that doesn't make any sense <laughs> i was already here <laughs> To be fair. <laughs> oh fuck. But yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to acknowledge that. I mean, obviously I'm part of it, so I'm biased, but it's a lot of work putting a podcast together, even if it's about butts and <laughs> whatever it else it is we ever talk about on this fucking podcast. Um, so thank you, Spot. <laughs> thank that's a real good throwback. Um if you've been around since episode one, I'm so sorry. Um <laughs> And thank you guys for sticking around and listening to this and asking us dumb shit questions. Um, preview for a bonus episode. Since this is episode 100, when we wanted to do something fun for y'alls. So if you're a Patreon subscriber person for Tasha Station Radio, um, log on to our Tasha Station Slack, which I believe is like the $1 member ship level a month or whatever the fuck we have um, only one membership level and it is one dollar great <laughs> we have only sure. one membership level and it is a dollar um is that true? i thought we had more I'm i don't fucking know into the sure. microphone christopher um and uh yeah if you're on that tier of nothing one dollar um you can ask us dumb shit questions, and believe me, they the ones that have been asked are fucking stupid. I think they're great. Um, and we really appreciate it, so keep them coming. We're compiling them. Um, even if we don't answer them, we might read them. Or we might ignore you. Who knows? That's what <laughs> this, you've come this to is a, this, this is, is what you've come to expect from the book course, Bob. This is this true. Is a very good advertisement <laughs> for joining. Thank you so our much. Patreon. Like, jo join, join, or, join, ask your question so we can make fun of you and ignore you. Fuck you. You know, it's <laughs> I <mean> okay, though, <laughs> because Brian fucking let us on his network, even though Brian and Nancy are real fucking people. So... Joke's on you, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> also, let it Love be known, you, there is a $5 tier of the Patreon, uh, which is, you get to, like, 
ask a question or call in to a special um like patreon backers only podcast which has not been released since march 2018 <laughs> great you can't just drag dad on i'm the not fucking... dragging anyone oh my God. i love it i'm here for it maybe it's it... once a year what do we know yeah exactly we're once every two years i forgot it's 2019 that's where i mean at. i'm sure they like um, gave an announcement or something i'm like, sure it's just, i find it funny it's once every oh whenever the fuck they feel like it. It's once every blood moon. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so don't hold me to that astronomy Twitter. <laughs> oh Please leave me alone. Somewhere. He doesn't know why, but Neil deGrasse Tyson's having a stroke. I would oh like God. astronomy and astrology Twitter to leave me alone. Oh, my God. And also Star Wars Twitter. If, if, <laughs> if we're taking requests on specific Twitters, I would love to leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of Star Wars Twitter, should we get into some fucking Star Wars? I mean, shit? if we fuck, fucking have to. Um, I will say for listeners, apologies in advance if you hear our dog whining in the background. But he realized, uh, I think this weekend that he's adopted or something, so he's just crying all the time. We're we're working on it. You look like a fennec when you do that, buddy. His ears are so big. Go look at our Instagram. Um, he is very cute. He's he's pretty um, fucking adorable. My dog is crying all the time because he's an asshole. So if you're wondering yeah. why you can hear that, it's because yeah. he is not biting my face. <laughs> and the only time he's not whining is when he's biting my face. <laughs> I mean, you know what they say. He's got to have something in your mouth and then you won't fucking be screaming oh, at everything. Right. Is yep. that that's what that works? That's what they say. Yep. Cool. Um, cool. We are wrapping up Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. That's what we're doing today on episode 100. I wrote wrap air horn up with the W in the outline. This is why I'm not allowed to do the outlines. Um, God. With apologies in advance to Claudia Gray as usual because (laughs) she's a real person and she's also great and she writes great books that make me cry. Yep. Um, Let's talk about uh, Obi and Qui-Gon colon obi and anakin yes is that a semicolon no or is it like obi no she's doing uh, an analogy it's, it's bro. obi yes obi, obi colon, colon qui-gon double colon anakin colon obi. <laughs> fuck both of you yes. so hard that's, that's what it is yes oh. thank you miranda oh. you're welcome how do you even know that they took those off the sats like before you were born <laughs> i learned that in school all right. Well, some people had better public schools than other people on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> God damn. Not me. Moving to Maryland. Maryland. Hey, New Jersey's supposed to have good public schools, except for mine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's fine. Who good. just belched directly into the mic? I think that was me. <laughs> I just laughed. <laughs> I was like, it wasn't me for it once. Wasn't me. <laughs> oh my God. That's fine. But, okay. By the way, if you want to hear Kristen Craig or Hometown some more, go listen to our. <laughs> The episodes on Canto Bite. Um, <laughs> it's so true. Uh, um, all right. Okay. This is a real point. Um, the sub point is differences in how they mastered their Padawans. That's. I didn't know how to make that into words. That's okay. But I. I. I what I think I meant by that is like their mastering styles. Sure. And like I think that kind of really goes directly to like who they are as people and as Jedi. 
because not, not to bring up the most depressing point, but one of them was forced oh, at both dead. All of them are dead. This is I mean, a, this all happened long a long ago. time ago. So <laughs> um, in a galaxy far, far away. Um, one of them was asked on his I was gonna say his owner's deathbed, on his oh, master's no. deathbed, on his master's deathbed to do something. And one of them was not. <laughs> so that's the first main difference. Oh is my that God. one of them was guilted the fuck into it. Yep. So that right. it always ends well, well uh, if you were raised Catholic or Jewish. What well, guild for, is great. For me, it was just really interesting to see this because, like, we in this book like see how different they are and see how Obi Wan processes it as Qui Gon's Padawan, which is clearly more than we really get like in what we've previously had in terms of, like, being exposed to their relationship. And we see that, like, Obi-Wan is very much the, like, rules guy. And Qui-Gon's like, what if I smoke this space weed and hang out in the garden for all day long? <laughs> and... It's part of his training. It's very important to but then if you, space weed. <laughs> if you look at um, Obi-Wan training Anakin, like, he's trying to instill... Like, the rules. And Anakin's always like, what if I jump out of this speeder in the middle of Coruscant <laughs> and marry a senator? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, in that same vein, it's like, obviously we don't have the same amount of, like, Anakin self-reflection that we do with uh, Obi in this book. So we see a lot of, like, Obi being like, my master doesn't like me. I need to make sure I'm like doing what my master, like what will make my master proud, like kicking himself. And like, <laughs> Anakin is not like that. Anakin's like jerk off motion in a person. <laughs> so, so do you think Anakin has ever like considered what anyone thinks about him? No, no, I don't. Oh my God. Do you think he's ever like tried to collect his thoughts? And like process something in a no. healthy way. It's what either, thoughts? It's literally not to say jerking off again, but it's literally like jerking off or like cutting something up with his lightsaber. Like those are the <laughs> two things that Anakin does. Well, it's true. Oh, that's okay. it's just one long news crawl where it's just Anakin, yes, Anakin, yes, Anakin, yes, Anakin, right yes, over head, and yes. over again. Yeah, it's so true. Um, can you imagine though, like how fucking chaotic it would have been if Qui Gon hadn't gotten dead? And then trained Anakin. <laughs> and Obi-Wan's just going to be there like, what the fuck? <laughs> Get me the hell out of here. Yeah. it's. Uh... I would very much like to be removed from this narrative. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, this was a great man. point. Thank you, Miranda. Do you guys have other things to add other than Anakin is a human jerk-off motion? <laughs> Which... Is one of the more accurate things I feel like we've ever said. Analogies are so good today. Um, so certainly me, not to pat myself <laughs> on the back, but I've said like three accurate things on this podcast in 100 episodes. So. It's true, and and you knew everyone's name, and and there was it, hey. it was good. There was a lot going on. 
this oh puppy this dog a, hi baby yeah he he wants he wants the pets okay? even though he is stabbing me with his recently clipped fingernails in my leg um oh, hi baby <laughs> i love you orca does he know his name yes oh it's very exciting i know um okay jasper knows his name but he pretends he doesn't same but he definitely yeah it's a big mood yeah uh, hey do you want to talk about why this isn't a ya book or talk about why it should be um actually i mean i had thoughts about the master padawan relationship oh sorry sorry (laughs) i didn't mean to move on so quickly i was just like this is a very straightforward point kate wants to school us about english but what's up um you get to do both (laughs) porque no los bofa it's true um that's the we're gonna rebrand this is porque no los bofa pod oh my fucking god (laughs) uh jesus (laughs) um so one of the things that i thought was interesting that was mentioned in the book about um qui-gon and obi-wan's relationship is that they gave obi to qui-gon because he was like and i could i legitimately could not picture young obi-wan being this like rebellious um do whatever the fuck he wants kind of kid because the obi-wan we've seen is always so straight laced and it's just a lot of hello there's yes very proper uh but literally qui-gon's like they gave they gave you to me because you're a little hellion and I don't care about anything. And they knew that teenage rebellion would happen. And therefore you would be the most goody two shoes of to ever fucking waltz through the Jedi temple. So jokes on you, motherfucker. <laughs> TM. <laughs> which I mean, which feels like, I mean, obviously Obi-Wan wound up training Anakin for um, guilt, guilt and blackmail reasons, but it, that does feel like it's true to their relationship that they are very much opposites at least at first glance. And then Anakin's just a terrible influence on Obi-Wan is always dragging him into like all kinds of goddamn fuck shit. So here we are. Yeah, it's definitely, it's interesting because you can see, you can kind of see Dooku's influence in how Qui-Gon uh, raises a Padawan mm-hmm. or teaches a Padawan. Like it's very, you know, treat them like an equal. Don't dumb down your expectations. Like, they're very different personalities, but it's the same general style. And, you know, you feel like that probably comes from Dooku being around longer and like being a mentor and a friend long past Qui-Gon's Padawanship. And you don't have that obviously with Qui-Gon for, for Obi-Wan. And so like, it's really, it's, it's hard to overestimate just how big a, shift it was for obi-wan to not only have to padawan anyone yet because he was still a padawan when he was asked to train anakin like he was not yet a jedi they had not yet knighted him after beating darth maul and why would that be a problem chris uh, you know <laughs> i just don't know you know if, if it's it's star peace so it shouldn't be a problem god um this this episode is gonna be fucking insufferable oh my god <laughs> but yeah it's like the the lack of support that obi-wan has and like i'm sure you know the council and other jedi were nice but i'm also sure that they had other shit going on because it's the jedi and they probably are like oh we can't help people because that would be friendship like <laughs> <laughs> no connections including helping anyone yeah. everyone the, the, must the padawan suffer. master connection is sacred so we can't help 
it's just some you know it's some bullshit like that so like i feel like it really and and i think i've mentioned on the pod in the past that i feel very strongly that if they had not been paired together that if qui-gon had survived obi-wan would be a much lesser jedi like i think having to learn on the fly with anakin made him the very best jedi that he could possibly be but um, he literally acquired a whoops child <laughs> so yeah. yes but yeah it's tough because he doesn't know how to do this and he has no role model for it and yeah. so like to me like it's just a like almost a lack of sorry the dog wanted to get down um it's like a lack of parallels between them just like very intentionally uh because of that yeah i and just building off of i think like what both of you said um it's really interesting what and i'm just thinking about this now a little bit like parent child dynamics where it's like okay i because kate you brought up like how Dooku te- like treats his Padawans, right? Chris and did, but yes. Oh, sorry. Someone did. Someone did. Chris Erasure. Um. <laughs> Why should episode 100 be any different from episodes <laughs> 1 through 99? Um, I just, I, I just hear every poignant point in this podcast in Kate's voice. I'm so sorry. Um, no, you're not. I'm not, I'm not sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, she makes great points. Okay, it's just what I just I just assumed she made it earlier off pod. Um, <laughs> sorry, oh Chris, that was I mean. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, he's not when he sets off with Anakin. He's probably like, okay, I'm gonna like treat this Padawan as my equal and blah blah blah, and like he'll rise to the occasion. And then it's fucking Anakin, <laughs> and, he's, and he's like. <laughs> Oh no! It's almost like like a parent had like one really good kid that like followed all of the rules, and they were like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna have another kid that like I'll be able to figure this out. This seems okay." And then like they have another kid, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is why some parents put their children on leashes. I get it now, <laughs> right? Like we can judge them all they want, but also." I need a leash for this child. <laughs> oh my god. Anakin's fucking personality type is absolutely leash kid. <laughs> god. god fucking damn um, it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bite back, me. To go back yes. to Chris's point about Obi-Wan not really having a role model for being a master or yeah. like bringing up a Padawan. I think it's more like he had a role model. Like he's seen it in action. He like had a master. But like he and Qui-Gon were just so diametrically opposed in almost every single way. Like in their approaches to the Jedi and uh, conflict and all of that. That like he didn't know how to process it. And I think part of it too is like him being forced on Qui-Gon's deathbed to be like yes, I will train this infant. And it's like, Qui-Gon chose to be a master. Or, I mean, he was a master of Jedi, whatever. But he chose to take on a Padawan. And, like, you can mentally prepare yourself for that. I think, like Kristen said, it is kind of like parenting. Like, you're never really prepared. But Obi-Wan didn't get that. It was just like, 
here's this little fucker. Can you take care of him for the next 20 years? <laughs> Are you suggesting that maybe people shouldn't force other people to do things when they're on their deathbed? No, well, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, please I continue this. That definitely of. doesn't like fuck anyone up. <laughs> great. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, there's that, but also, you know, with what with like Obi and Qui-Gon being so, so different is that along with that is the fact that the, the fact that they didn't mesh well to begin with, like Qui-Gon just kind of let Obi-Wan down fucking constantly throughout his youth. And if you're trying not to be like your dad, then that opens up a lot of space for what the fuck am I actually going to do? Space. Did someone say space? Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. That was a great point. I was I had my <laughs> finger on the DJ air horn anyway, but then you made the space fun. <laughs> I was right. just going to air horn the point, but then there was a pun. The, the other point is that um, Obi-Wan had a child sprung on him, so he was like, hey, hey Yoda, you know it would be really funny if we gave Anakin a Padawan and didn't warn him in advance that we were <laughs> going to do that. Nothing bad can happen out of that situation. Absolutely not. No. Mm-hmm. Great. Ahsoka lives. Fucking Yoda. <laughs> people, keep, people keep being like, you should name your dog Yoda. He's got Yoda ears. I'm like, Yoda's the goddamn worst. I was about to say, Yoda can eat my butt. You should name him Yaddle. <laughs> I legitimately problematic. said that. That was broached. It was broached. I absolutely said that. <laughs> yes. It's the fine. less problematic of the earth. Um, okay. Thank you, Kate, for bringing us back to that because y'all had some great fucking points as always. Um, who wants to talk about why this wasn't a YA book? Yeah, so discuss colon. It was colon <laughs> discuss. Yes, so a few things here. So as we talked about in our, I want to say our second bonus episode, we were talking to Poppy Ashwright of the Parapetai Pod um, about YA and why people should read it and stop being dicks about. It and thinking that it is a lesser form of literature, et cetera, et cetera. So go. Also, just stop being dicks about stuff people like. Generally, absolutely. If we're just going to take a step back and write a book called "Stop Being Dicks About." Stop dicks. Stop dicks. All the time. Always. Uh, <laughs> we're right back to neutering. That was very full circle. <laughs> I I was going to say it and then I didn't want to and then of course you said it. So. Well, I am your daughter. Problem solved. <laughs> It's true. It's very true. I just like belch into the mic. It was going to happen sometime. Uh, <laughs> so one of the things that characterizes YA is that uh, the main characters fall into a certain age group, which is usually um, teenagerhood, more or less. Um, teenage dirtbags? Yes. I mean, where's the fucking lie? Um... But yeah, so it's that until sometimes it gets a little into like early college and things like that. But 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 usually, you know, it's 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 pretty firmly in the high school age range. Um, so we've got two characters that kind of fit the bill here that who get uh, point of view chapters, and those of course are Obi Wan and Fanry. Bless her, bless her little heart. Uh, <laughs> 
do you think this could have been told as a YA story? Why do you think it's not characterized as a YA story? I want to say the answer to that is because we get more um, adult points of view and adult themes than we would typically get from YA, but hashtag adult themes. Oh my God. Um, I don't think it could have been because to me, such a big part of the story is Rail and just how badly he misreads the situation. God. And so, like, I think the Qui-Gon issue aside, like, and, and I would love to know if there are books that are kind of split between YA age and adult mentor perspectives and they're considered YA, but for Rail alone, I think, prohibits it from being YA, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think it could have been a YA book, but I think it would have been a very different book. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. if Claudia Gray had written it as a YA book, like, we would have gotten a lot of different themes. Uh, I think the plot would have focused on some different things. It, it would not be the same Master and Apprentice that we read. Um, but personally, when I was going through it, like, I... I know it's supposed to be like a Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan book, but I read it as a Qui-Gon book. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we do get the point of view chapters from Obi-Wan. I think we get some flashbacks for him, but, you know, so much of it is processing their relationship, processing Qui-Gon's relationship with his master, with the council. Because um, even when, like, uh, and I know we're going to talk about this later, like, when Obi-Wan goes to the council, it's about Qui-Gon's relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if, you know, and again, this is just how I read it, and I know it's not necessarily the case, but if you do focus on that, it's, I mean, fundamentally not YA. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just reading a book about like a forty-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it would have to be like, I think it would have to shift and be like more from Obi's point of view, more from Fanry's point of view, um, and more from. I mean, we get Qui Gon as a Padawan, but like Qui Gon as a younger Padawan in those flashbacks, right. and I right. think obviously that like blows the whole Fanry angle. Like we can't have Fanry's and Turtle. Exactly because she's that's the whole payoff of the book, right? Yes, that that is in fact the joke, Doug JPEG. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if it had been Flail YA, just completely agreeing with you, Miranda, it would have like it would have had to be like Obi Wan Kenobi in the Order of the Phoenix, you know? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like it would have just had like because because Lots so much of it, like so much of what makes obi-wan not feel angsty is qui-gon's own admissions of i'm fucking this up royally and like i feel so like you feel like obi-wan isn't complaining about stuff that's not there or underperforming it's legitimately an issue between the both of them Mm -hmm. whereas i think it would have been really hard to weave that same feeling throughout the book uh if it had been YA and primarily from Obi-Wan's perspective. And it, and I mean, and this is just me, but that's not really a book I want to read. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't necessarily know if I want to make this point, but if we are... <laughs> well, that's all right. That's go. why editing exists. <laughs> oh my God. 
No, I mean, I do want to make this point, but I'm I'm not sure where it's going, so this should be fun. Um, <laughs> if, if we are going to go with, like, the, the Obi-Wan and the Order of the Phoenix, uh, I don't read enough YA to really know a lot of the tropes, but if I just think about, like, Obi-Wan's a teenager, I think he's, what, 17 in this book? Mm-hmm. Like, a big part of that, even for Jedi, as we see in a little series called Star Wars, the prequels. <laughs> um, Indeed. There's a lot of angst, and a lot of it is from, if you're looking at it, like, on the teenage angst side, it's from the characters, like, not feeling as though they're getting the truth, as though they're not, um, you know, having transparent conversations with the people who, you know, theoretically should be training them, should be looking out for them. Like, take a look at Order of the Phoenix. That whole thing is a goddamn mess. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody is telling anybody anything. It's just like, oh, we hid this from you for the last six weeks while you've been fucking miserable with your family that hates you. Is that cool? Great. That whole story is one messy bitch. And oh, then, man. like like you said, Chris, um, Qui-Gon's like, okay, so here's this, and I haven't been honest with you about this, and here's why I like made this decision to not be honest with you about this, and like here's why I made this other decision. Um, and like Obi-Wan still has that kind he still has those feelings about it, but like it it's not without reason. Yeah. It's it's less of a well nobody's telling me anything, fuck everything, Arr, teenage dirtbag stuff. <laughs> um it's just like, wow, this is shitty. Why doesn't he I mean there's still like a why doesn't he trust me thing. I mean, I think yeah. you find that across both, but there's a point here, so I will let somebody else start talking. <laughs> no, I, th I think that, I don't know. What else do you guys think? I, th I feel like we've... It's So, it's an interesting case with Obi-Wan, just, you know, in terms of the 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 being told things, just because I sometimes I feel like with Obi-Wan, he was just like, why are you, you're telling me too much. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, I am 17, and you are trusting me a little bit too much, and, you know child soldiers la 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 <laughs> i just what could go wrong i know right really um just to like zoom out a little bit and go back to like the broader question i just i think it's always so interesting how claudia gray can play with category and genre in the way that she does um when we were talking to poppy ashrad on our second bonus episode we were talking about lost stars which of course covers a humongous span of time from the time that the main characters are children to when they're in their Mid twenties, I want to say, early mid twenties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, she Claudia Gray is great because she, her writing is amazing and she knows the rules so such that she can be like, "There are no rules, Star Wars," and then it comes out beautiful. So that is the rules of Star Wars. She's so good. She's so good, and she's just like she's such a nice person. She talked to us <gasps> at celebration for like a hot second, and I probably said things that weren't words in any fucking language um but she was so gracious and lovely um Kate probably didn't tell her to eat her ass though so oh, i good. did not good i did not do that there we go <laughs> oh this was before the gummies hit this is uh, a <laughs> sounds, sounds, sounds like a success mm. to me did i did i have three gummies in the span of an hour and a half in celebration is and get blackout high it's fine that seems uh, like a lot. that's correct uh, it was it was it was a few it was a bit 
It was fine. I did my whole shower in, um, you know, face and um, skincare routine while mm-hmm. I had no idea what was going on. I face masked Perfect. and everything, and I went yeah. to fucking bed. Look at you. I, w- I woke up the next morning. The first words out of my mouth were, guys, did I shower last night? God is good. This is me this morning when I asked <laughs> Quinn whether or not everyone had Popeyes last night. And he goes, oh, yeah, everyone had Popeyes. And I was like, even me. And he was like, oh, no, you were asleep. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so everyone did not have Popeyes. Yeah. You had Popeyes. Wait, and did the you get the spicy people. chicken sandwich, though? They don't have no, them they anymore. They're, they're, they're sold out. We had, we had well, the spicy I was wondering chicken if they nuggets. had them in Portland. Sold out and I think nationwide. more Popeyes showed up at some point, but I was like half awake. For that I don't part. know. I was completely asleep <laughs> for the whole thing. So, um, so let's fine. move on to Qui Gon thoughts. That hoe <laughs> over there. Yes. Uh, this is this is. I believe this is Chris's point because he wanted, or some of these are anyway. Yeah. This just seems like something I wrote. It was a while ago. <laughs> Fuck um, me. I um, wrote nothing on this outline, so I'm here to cool, cool, cool. nothing. <laughs> Um, Except those wrap up. A pow pow. Oh, yeah. Wrap air horn up. Sorry. That's so true. This, this is not important. Please Very true. With your valid points. I, I, I thought it was pretty important. It's fine. <laughs> yep. Um, Chris, yeah, we'll let you talk, though. <laughs> we just get a lot of. And we've talked about it, right? Like, of how Qui Gon is kind of against how the. Like, he doesn't know it yet, but he's against the Jedi Order at this point. Like, he's he's making the decision that this is. He wants to fight to reform it from within, but he is not happy with the way they're functioning. And in, in like pretty much any respect at this point, like he doesn't believe that they have moral authority anymore. He like doesn't even he like talks about how Obi-Wan is like so privileged and it's a mistake to raise them all on Coruscant because now he sees the outer rim as these backwater planets. And I don't know, I just found it interesting in the context of attack of the clones in the scene where dooku has captured obi-wan and is monologuing and he's talking about how you know he wishes qui-gon was here now and obi-wan's like he would never be a separatist and dooku's like "Eh." (laughs) uh so it's just interesting to me because and like obviously part of why dooku's a separatist is because he has fallen to the dark side etc etc but Qui-Gon has legitimate complaints and just because he chose to go back to the Jedi at this point doesn't mean that he would continuously do so for another 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that he has a very good point about, you know, raising all of the Jedi on Coruscant. Because, what like, a terrible place to raise the Jedi. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I know, it's like trying to raise Buddhist monks in the middle of New York City. Yeah, yeah raising like, kids in the city is always hard. This, we are the defenders of peace and the light in the galaxy. Let's hang out at this giant ass mansion building. They don't even make them the, use the subway. In the middle of the city right? planet. Um, you never have to go outside. You never have to travel off planet until you're old enough. Don't worry about it. Yeah, if, if there was Twitter in Star Wars, like, you know that the official Jedi Temple Twitter would, like, 
once a year be like it's our annual subway day we're seeing how the people live oh, and it would be like the fanciest subway and they would like take videos and they would have secretly rented out a fucking car like it'd be like when gw kids like take the subway and like feel really special about it oh, oh my, god. my god honestly like it was really sad that ahsoka left the order etc cetera, etc cetera, but it wasn't really bad that she went and hung out on 1313 for a little while <laughs> thank god for i know <laughs> But also with Qui-Gon, to go back to the Qui-Gon thing, um, I think it would have been really interesting to see, like, obviously what would happen if he lived, you know, Anakin and all that shit. But I, he's just a much more spiritual Jedi than a lot of, you know, the ones that we see, or at least that we, like, kind of get, um, like, a view into how they think and how they approach the force and all of that like he's he's very clearly making an effort to like be close to the force you know however that might you know kind of show uh, that's not the word manifest man yes sure. manifest <laughs> i know one word <laughs> pretty you but he like he like he's into the prophecies he's into the Forest thing in the middle shit. of the fucking temple, whatever. <laughs> but like, I think it would be interesting to see what he thinks the Jedi should be. Like, he knows what the Jedi should not be, mm-hmm. and he has very good points. He is very correct on those. The Jedi sure. are garbage. Yoda's a shithead. Um, don't raise all these fucking kids from across the galaxy after kidnapping them on the biggest and one of the wealthiest planets and then never show them Tatooine. Like, these are all just bad ideas. <laughs> I, I, I would want to see how he, like, in an AU situation, probably, because that's the only way it would work out. Like, if he tried to pull a Luke circa between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy... Um, and like start his own little order and like training thing, like how he would approach that. Yeah. Ooh, that's that is a fun question to think about. Hey, listeners, if you know of any fanfic out there that is like that, please fling it my way. Yay, fanfic! I I I still have not read. Somebody sent me a fanfic one time, and it was like novel length, and it looked really good. About it was an AU of what if Qui Gon had lived, and I still have not read it because ah. I've been super fucking busy and they sent this to me like honestly eight months ago i'm really sorry but no i still need to do it i'll let y'all know if it's good i'll, I'll probably send you snippets because this is what i do i'm just like huh, here's the really funny part and then i just give anyway it's fine man but what if qui-gon i'm just thinking this through now what if qui-gon had lived had anakin as his padawan and then they both went over the separatists and anakin ends up at darth vader anyway Okay, you said that pow, pow. way too fast, and it sounded like, what if Anakin had had sex with Darth Vader? And I was like, that's... Yes, that's exactly what I said. Well, we said we already said that. Unfortunately, he has no hands. Um, He, he is the human jerk-off motion. It's it's, 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 it's true. So true. Um, Anyway. <laughs> Should we talk about rewatching The Phantom Menace? In... Chris is... Wait, can we talk about the, the Dooku saying we did? I mean, we, we did, but, like, I want to go around the table. Like, do we think Qui-Gon would have been a separatist? Because I think yes. I don't think he would have joined Dooku's separatists. I think ideologically. I think he would have 
Huh? I think ideologically he would have been one. I don't know if yeah. he would, I don't know if he would leave the order because we see that he's not really willing to. I think, that... I think he would have left the order. I don't think he would have joined Dooku because he would have sensed the dark side. Mm. Okay. I don't know though because Qui Gon does let himself be blinded by his assumptions. Like he knows he's fallible, but it's really hard to question yourself in the moment and examine. You know, whatever's going on. I kind of... Mm, I'm always leery of calling people separatists because separatists are fucking libertarians. And I'm just like, no. But also, maybe, I don't know. Lux Bonteri is definitely a fucking libertarian. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Can we? Why do we have to bring him up on this podcast? Because we he's a, a separatist. We were, having, we were having such a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think about uh, him. He's still he's alive, too. Oh God! Fuck Lux. So is not gay. still alive. It's a yeah, we went over this in the beginning of this podcast it's a it's... long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Lux Bonteri is in episode nine. You heard it here first. Oh, ew! <laughs> oh, he would be a fucking prune. He would be oh, very God. old. <laughs> not pleased. What if like Rose murders him? <laughs> That'd be great. I would build her a little shrine and then like I'm give her it. orange. I would give her oranges and incense every day. Rose um, murders <laughs> Lux Bontarian episode nine. You heard it here first. <laughs> straight from the mouth of Lucasfilm execs, who we definitely have straight from the mouth to. of the queers. Um, oh my fucking god! Speaking of queer, Phantom Menace. I know. So, uh, well, we were in the middle of reading this book. I was just like, we were in the mood to watch a Star War over here. And we were like, oh, God, I could watch this one or this one that are actually good. But I just want to feel like watching The Phantom Menace in light of, you know, topical topics and stuff. And rewatching again, like, there's less Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan interaction than I remembered there being, but the stuff that's there just makes me feel so icky. Uh, oh my god. And, you know, of course, uh, what happens there is um, referenced in the epilogue of the book, which was fucking physically painful for me to read. Devastating. So many feelings. But yeah, no, like, it's, you know, watching... Watch you be acting, you know, um, you and McGregor, who's actually a good fucking actor, <laughs> um, the, the, like, the amount of, like, pain and consternation in his face as he's acting when Quagmon's like, I'll just train the boy, it's fine, and the council's like, you already have a fucking Padawan, Obi-Wan's standing there in the corner, like, I'm right here. Help me! <laughs> the parents are talking to me about me again, like, I'm not in the room, and it's just, it's a lot. It's a fucking lot. Yeah, I gotta rewatch it. I haven't watched it since we read this. It's a fucking mess. Oh my god, Oof. I just, yeah. I'm just a mess of feelings, and it's, and it's so hard to watch too because you know you, at least for me, I'm I'm reading this book and I'm like, oh, here's their rocky relationship, and then they got over it, and then we have the Phantom Menace, and things are fine. And it's sad when Qui Gon dies, and then I'm rewatching the actual movie and like actually watching it, and I'm like. Oh no, this is still bad. This is all bad. This is not great, actually. Um, In addition to the movie being bad. (laughs) Yeah, no, the relationship is exactly the same. Uh, What if I do this thing and Obi-Wan's like, this is against the rules? What if we didn't? Also, Dad, why don't you love me? Why don't you? We're going to get in trouble. 
Why don't you love me, Dad? Dad, are you replacing me with this round-headed child? Dad? Papa, can you hear me? Oh, fuck me! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. All of this oh, is fine. Oh, my God! Cool. Anyway, that's all I had to say, so and that's great. fine. Anybody else? <laughs> nope, that's good. Um, great. Andrew sent us a question on Patreon. Which I talked yeah, about at the beginning yes. about Patreon. <laughs> yeah, he sent us several many questions. So I, um, as as y'all know, the last like month has basically has been a fucking dumpster fire for all of us. So uh, yay! I, I forgot to tweet about y'all asking this question. So now we're here. I tweeted and... it today. Oh, good. That's look I, at me. I don't think yeah. anybody responded. No, they didn't. I also they didn't. didn't check before we started the episode, so <laughs> I'm did. doing great. Oh, great! I did tweet it, right? I yes. I did, I think. Okay. I, earlier. I, I did that's earlier. Cool. <laughs> it's all good. Um, oh, yeah. Someone yeah. liked it. No one asked oh, any hey. questions. <laughs> what up? <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for the questions, Twitter. <laughs> all right. Um, Andrew always has, like, really good questions ranging from serious to... Trolling the shit out of us. What? Which are lovely. Which oh, we deserve. Yeah. It is we nothing do. less than what we deserve. Uh, but he had a series of questions about... All the things. So, number one, he would like to ask us, what is the bigger rebellion? Obi-Wan going behind Qui-Gon's back on Pajel to the council or Qui-Gon defying the council with Anakin? Um, the second The one? second one. Yeah, for me, it's yes. absolutely the second one. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, Miranda, go. the first one. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, fight. If, if only fight. because... Like, it's way more out of, I don't want to say out of character, that's not the the message I'm conveying, but, like, it's much more unlike Obi-Wan to do any kind of rebellion. Mm. Like, Qui-Gon has never given a fuck. He's like, oh, you, you gonna say this? What if I just, like, fucking take this child anyway? Um, the child. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, even if Obi-Wan disagrees with Qui-Gon, he usually is a, a very good rule follower. Mm. It's true. True, but is he not appealing to the greatest like rulemaking body? He is. Yeah, I was gonna say, is rebelling against rule breaking rebellion? (laughs) But he, I think he also has a healthy respect for um, protocol, protocol, and Mm. for the hierarchy that exists. And Qui Gon, honestly, that's a good point. And Mm. and for Qui Gon, like I mean, he obviously doesn't agree with his tactics most of the time, but he goes with them. Yeah, he he might he may not fully trust Qui Gon, but he trusts that the result will. He doesn't trust his tactics, but I think he trusts him enough to like, you know, believe that the result will be okay. Yeah, like he definitely trusts that Qui Gon is a good person, which is more than we can say for many Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Miranda. Yeah, that's you fair. Make, you make a point. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. That was me making <laughs> That was good. All right. Did Zurika set up Fanry to fail? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. End of end of story. <laughs> That's Zurika's they, I mean, capitalism and bad. Y- yeah. And she they were trying to groom her and pull her under their systems of power. Whereby should they pretended to give her power and yet she remained powerless. Just like Asians under white supremacy. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) Bye-bye-bye.
Y'all, y'all are like, I don't even know if I'm allowed to air horn at that. I know, all, <laughs> except for all three of us did because we were like, listen to Kate. Um, <laughs> and um, fan re- it's it turned out so great that they did that. Oh yes, it didn't. Fabulous. Honestly, everybody misread that situation so poorly, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> even including Fanry. Fan yep, super yep. including Fanry. Fuck me. Are the rules of the Jedi just guidelines? I mean... I don't know. When somebody can figure out what the fucking rules of the Jedi are, let me know. All right. So, are so we this just the getting rest of the stories time? from the bad guys? I'm not saying catching rail... Uh, what is that word? In flagrante. Uh, Does that mean in bed? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, great. Fucking. Catching rail fucking was disappointing, <laughs> but we've had uh, uh, Kastana... Bending them almost till uh, the teaching snap. Uh, the guidelines, not real. Yes, correct. correct. <laughs> Two-hour <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> and of course, Obi-Wan. I'm sorry, I'm trying to read, and you guys know I can't do that. And of course, Obi-Wan and Satine, of course, he actively encourages Quinlan Vos to basically seduce Ventures, the V-named Dark Disciple. Side note, let them shag already and have healthy relationships. Also, Andrew blames Yoda, as we all do. I used to do. Fuck Yoda. I just like, can I just like get a tattoo on my body like Yoda I, did? It. I blame Yoda. <laughs> I know. Right. I. You know, I feel like. So we've talked before about how the Jedi Order used to be, you know, basically this pure um, group of warrior, scholar, monk people who were basically. In search of everything that the light side had to teach them. And then as time went on, they started stacking on all these fucking rules that didn't actually have anything to do with goddamn anything. Um, So, are they rules? Yes, but in the sense that, you know, these rules evolved from somebody's butthole? Like... (laughs) (laughs) I do kind of feel like they're guidelines because, like, no one takes them fucking seriously. Yeah, they're like they're, they're made bureaucratic up. rules. They're not they're not philosophical rules anymore. The rules are made up and the points don't matter, y'all. Yeah. Like and and in and in many times the bureaucratic rules go against the philosophical rules because the philosophical rules aren't even remembered right. Yeah. And it's not like it says don't fuck. It says don't form like attachments. Right. It's like, Which like well like Or does it though? Because again, buddies. this is the <laughs> this is the conflict between like there's like two versions of the Jedi code. There's the the more traditional one of there is no attachment, there is peace. But then there's the uh, Master Balaba. I think is the first mm-hmm. person that we hear it say it like attachment yet peace. It's my favorite thing. Master Balaba's like teaching of the Jedi code is my one of my most favorite things besides the fact that she's Kanan's mom. <laughs> Master yeah, Balaba. and like also kind of she- like similar to. Also, <laughs> Master Balaba to... should be in charge of the Jedi Council. Thank you for coming yep. to my TED Talk. True. And like similar to what we were saying about like the prophecies, like who translated these? Like what gets lost? Like one of the things that I love about I bet it was white the sequel man. trilogy. About what? <laughs> I said I bet it was white men. Can we blame yes. them for yes. translating Definitely. it badly? Fucking one of the great things cool. about the sequel trilogy and like where we're going with the rest of Skywalker is that Ray has the actual texts. Ray can see what the code was supposed to be. The ancient Jedi texts. 
I'm sorry, I had to do it. I had a double of gin. It's fine. It's very good. Yep. Um, <laughs> but it's great. And like you see actually in, uh, you actually see her starting to read them in the Poe Dameron comic. Um, <gasps> really? And, yeah, you didn't tell like me this. In, it's like her and 3PO. It's only like two panels. I don't care. But it's like her and 3PO she at a table them? and 3PO is like trying to translate them. She touched book. And it and it's basically like Oh my, oh my god. god. <laughs> 3PO translates it as like we something along the lines of like we stand for the light. And Ray is like, that seems like a lovely place to begin. And like, <laughs> yeah, it does. Aww. Seems like a much better place to begin than we stand for the light, but as long no as like it doesn't inconvenience <laughs> Circa too much, and it's not that big a political pull, and everybody pays their taxes, and like there's none of this bullshit stripped away. It's the in original text, the original. Uh, um, what am I? What word am I thinking of? Source. It's like the gospel, basically. Yeah. It's a Except primary source. Yes. Yes. It is. Um, yeah, no, it's in, instead of this fucking... original intention was yeah. my was what I was looking for. There we go. Instead of this bastardized game of fucking telephone that we get. God. Game of telethrones. Um, oh cool. Fuck me. <laughs> I hate me. I hate myself. It ends just it's as fun. badly. It's it cool. Sure does. Um, should we run through these Easter eggs, or do, does, does anybody else have more stuff to say? All I gotta say, I say is, hashtag let them fuck. <laughs> let them fuck. Also, so. Love this book. Anything that Claudia Gray puts out is going to be amazing. Like, if she shat on a piece of paper, I would read it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess, God. That, I guess this is a great point, because usually, like, we spend part of the uh, wrap-up episode talking about <laughs> pulling shit apart out of books, and, like, we never have to do that with Claudia Gray. Cause... Shitting on pieces of paper? <sighs> I know, because, gay. like, because she shits literal literary gold. She's yes. a fucking treasure. Yes. Um, I've pulled apart, I think, what makes her writing so good. I can't remember what the hell book that was on. I think it was Lost Stars, but maybe it was Bloodline. That sounds anyway, right. Yeah, uh, one of those. Go, one of them. If you're reading Claudia Gray, if you re- if you read this and haven't read any other Claudia Gray books, um, go read doing? go read the rest of them and then listen to our episodes, I guess. <laughs> Please yeah, don't. Just... I mean, also do, because what are you even doing here? You know, you but. you read Claudia Gray to improve your life, and then you listen to our podcast to get back to normal. It's, That's right. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> we we um, knock you down an infinite number of pegs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do know that at some point during a con, someone asked her, uh, what is a book you would love to write in the Star Wars universe that doesn't yet exist? And she said she would love to write the Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Satine book. So Ooh. please... <laughs> God, please God. You want that? I know. Like, yeah, just... I really wonder why Satine wasn't in this. Yeah. So, like, so she said that before Master and Apprentice was ever even announced as being a thing that was going to exist. Um, so I kind of expected this to be that book, and her to just be kind of like you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because she's Claudia Gray and she can do that, and she's super allowed to do that. But you know, obviously, that is not what happened. Um, so I'm just like, hey, 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 yo, dog, over, y'all over at Delray, can you, can you give her, can we do a Master and Apprentice trilogy? Also, Ooh. let Claudia Gray do whatever she wants at all times. I know, yes. because and I will, money. I know, I will just, just take my fistfuls of money. <laughs> well, we're probably gonna get 
what our news about Claudia Gray's next book next month at New York Comic Con. Be fucking better. Because she, because allegedly, well, no, there's no official announcement of this, but people are thinking that's where we're going to get Project Luminous news. Ooh. Because that's kind of the last chance this year, and they did say that more information will be coming this year. So. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> Come um, on, Tom, friend of the pod, wonderful. My person. only thought about Satine is that this book was probably being written year and a half ago as we're sitting here yeah those were clone Obi-Wan, wars well if the obi-wan show is written if the episodes are if the scripts are written then that means it was probably in conceptual and pre-production phases at that point so they wanted to keep it clear Ooh. that's that's my guess oh i hadn't even thought about that Interesting. consistency what? across media wild shit it's like someone did a podcast about that um, no way Hey, all right, can right. you take us through the Easter eggs? Me and Miranda are physically falling asleep. I understand Wait. that it's one hour later where you are, but we're just falling asleep. It's very sad. Yeah, I yeah, mean, guess who has to get up at 4, 4 a.m. tomorrow? Okay, well, you're traveling. This difficult time. You can sleep just on the plane. Also, just stay up all night. It's fine. Don't do that. He's flying Frontier, though. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. I hate to see it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right so several many easter eggs because claudia gray really likes to pack them in because she's and seamlessly too because she's brilliant um so constant recurring joke um as it is a re, re constantly recurring joke in any star wars media you can find um so as you know as we all know obi-wan fucking hates flying flying is for droids i hate he, flying <laughs> he hates flying when anakin's flying because anakin's a shit -up. and when he's flying i hate flying oh my god um <laughs> Obi-Wan used to love flying, and then he got on a Varactyl and rode it around, which is in itself a fucking Easter egg for him riding f fucking Varactyl in Revenge of the Sith, which is... He loved that shit so oh, much. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the guy, the guy who was yeah. riding around on the the yep. Bane planet? Yep. It's a big yes. it's a big lizard bitch. Yeah. The lizard bitch, yep. With the feathers. I fucking... Her name is Boga. Okay, Excuse you. Yeah, all right. I'm Boga sorry. Boga with the good feathers. You're so fucking correct. Okay, honest to God, Vractals are low-key one of my most favorite Star Wars creatures because they make cool noises and are all good buddies. So it's... Anyway, and then he got stuck fucking flying down some fucking hallways in this fucking ship and then now he fucking hates flying. That Which is man. hilarious because, like, Anakin deadass flew down some hallways and... Oh, yeah. It's a whole thing. And it made him just, like, flying more. It It's, it, it's just a perfect, like opposition of those things i hadn't even thought of that and you're yeah. absolutely right and, it's, <laughs> and it that's like, that was lit <laughs> oh my god claudia gray is a fucking troll genius i, know, I love is. her so much love you claudia um the first thing obviously the book opens with seriously qui-gon and obi trying to do fucking negotiations on a hot planet and this i was through my <laughs> like aggressive negotiations i almost threw my book out the fucking window <laughs> Except it was a Claudia Gray book, so of course I didn't. Get the door. I know. <laughs> Get the door. The negotiations uh, were short. They, <laughs> they sure were. Um, speaking of Yaddle, Yaddle pops up, which lulls. Yeah. Um, Chris, explain the Star Trek thing, because I can't read. Oh, yeah. So Claudia Gray noted at, I want to say it was Celebration, um, that she's also a huge Star Trek fan and like worked a couple Star Trek references into this book and i don't know star trek well enough to catch all of them but i did catch the name of 
the Supreme Chancellor at this point is, I don't know how we're pronouncing it, but Karames Kaj, which is an anagram for James Kirk. <laughs> She's such a fucking troll. Did you do that math by yourself, or did you find it on the internet? Me? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I. Once she said that there were Star Trek references, I noticed this. Good for you, Chris. Nerd. Thank you. I couldn't find the others, so it's fine. It's okay. Um, John Jackson Miller probably found the others. He probably has the list somewhere. I'm sure. (laughs) Um, hashtag rope talk. (laughs) <laughs> yes um there was this moment where Qui-Gon just like very dramatically throws off his robe and I was just like god damn it this is just like a family trait basically where he passes it down to Obi-Wan Obi-Wan gives it to Anakin and it just keeps going and going and going and I just want to start screaming yeah no, the Skywalker extra have... gene goes all the way back to Qui-Gon <laughs> it's mm. so true they're not allowed to form connections but they are allowed to dramatically throw their robes about seems seems wasteful but okay sure <laughs> whatever um this chris one this one's this one's yours oh just the fanry wanting to do a summit with the young queen of naboo and the young crown princess of alderaan uh the queen of naboo i don't think we know who it is at this stage because it's too early for um it's too early for padme i think we probably i i think amy Rishow. um put together like a timeline of the queens of naboo at some point uh which is really fantastic um but i don't remember off the top of my head it's no one that we've read about um but she's a small child probably but she's yeah they're yeah she is um (laughs) the young crown prince of alderaan however we do know because that's brea organa Mm -hmm. yep and so it's just a subtle reminder that young monarchs a aren't rare in the galaxy like fanry is not unique in fact it's 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 weirder that she's like a figurehead who doesn't actually have power yet also she's cuckoo bananas well that too um (laughs) super cuckoo but also like young people are not incompetent they're not not trusted like fanry's what 14 in this third yeah 13 14 14 yeah i mean padme is 16 14 She's 14? Yeah. She's 14 yeah, in Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace, yeah. Yep. I, I always forget because that's not what Natalie Portman looked like. She young. That time. Um, yeah, she's like she's the same age. And like there's kind of this assumption on the parts of all the characters and the reader because it's what we're it's what we're led to believe. Um, because subtleties. Uh, but like we're led to believe that she's incompetent, whereas there's really no indication throughout Star Wars that that would be the case. Wait, are you saying that perhaps we should all read YA and also maybe listen to the Parkland kids? Yes. Nope. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Yep. All right. Um, other Easter eggs. Uh, we've got the Guardians of the Wills Force Bearer popping up that, you know, the... That I'm popped one, up in Rogue One. The Force. It fell yep. the fuck out of my head as soon as I mentioned it. And I was like, you were like, well, you know, shit. you know the thing. <laughs> you, you yeah, the thing movie, stuff. The there are things. The uh, there uh, was n- a lack of peace in the sky <laughs> beyond the Earth. <laughs> Correct. Uh, there. Um, we've also got Rail smoking space weed, aka death sticks, on Taco Donna. Yeah, Ma's, we do. Ma's I don't, unnamed. I do not want. 
to sell death sticks anymore <laughs> and I want to get my life together. Fuck's sake. Is that what death sticks are? That's space sake. Yeah. It's like. The implication is there's some sort of illicit substance. It's some yeah, drug. Yeah. yeah. And considering alcohol exists in that form. And also yeah, they're like called, this... they're like space pre-rolls. <laughs> kind of, honestly, though. Um, Maz pops up to refill his drink. She's not mentioned by name, but she is there. Um, and lastly, uh, we know that uh, Kramis Kaj is stepping down as Supreme Chancellor and there's about to be another election. And uh, one of the candidates is, of course, Valorum, who becomes the Chancellor. Does a bad fucking job. We're going to little Herbert Hoover up in this bitch, but you know, whatever. What could happen? <laughs> uh, actually, I think the, the actual analogy would be James Buchanan, but go off. I hate you guys are all the fucking worst. Okay, wow. Okay, is uh, that all the Star Wars before content. the outro? Yeah, I think I, I do okay. believe it is. Chris, are you doing the outro for us? I am doing the outro for us. Great. Thank you for right listening. In, right into the microphone, even. Yep. Thank you for listening <laughs> to this very special 100th episode of the Book Wars Pod. Uh, we don't know why you're still here, but we are glad that you are. Uh, next episode will be, well, probably a bonus episode. But after that, next episode is good. we're going to start reading Lords of the Sith by Paul S. Kemp. The beginning of the book through chapter seven. Uh, you have two weeks to read that. So you got some time to read along with us, but we hope that you do. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at Book Wars Pod bookwarspod at gmail.com if you want to email us and rate review and subscribe to us and the tashi station radio mega feed do it as a hundred episode birthday gift like you know just just do it do it for the pod uh us your dollar and yeah give <laughs> us your dollar it, it gives you the chance to ask us questions like this uh like andrew did uh donate to the tashi station radio patreon or give uh, us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. It all really helps us cover our hosting and production costs. Uh, cool. Sorry, I just got completely lost my track because I was words. reading that like note words, about words, the Slack words. channel. Words, uh, words, words. Words. When you give us coffee, we <laughs> will give you an exclusive, not exclusive, but we'll post a picture of either Porkchop, Jasper, or Orca the three children of the Book Wars pod on our Instagram so you can admire them and love them as much as we do. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. Thank you, as always, for listening to this very special episode of the Book Wars pod. For always a very special episode that you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Always very special. <laughs> this is definitely very special. The specialist, Something. if you will. Uh, for Kate, Kristen, and Miranda, I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you next week. We're all very sorry. <laughs>